Welcome to Season 3, Episode 19 of Bottom of the Stream. No, no, no. No, no, no. 19. <laughs> Stephen King's favourite number, 19. Yeah. It's the lucky episode. How are you, Nick? Good. I am very good, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I have sealed myself into this sweat box for the next it is boiling in here hour well. or however long we're going to be here. <laughs> it's boiling in here tonight as well. It is a little bit warm, yes. Sweaty. Yeah. Gonna, oh well, it's all good get fun. Good and sweaty with you. Um, <laughs> As always. Yeah. <laughs> any gossip, any news, any shopping cart stories? No, no shopping cart updates this week. Um, no. I had my shopping delivered this week. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. First, you know, um, so no, I have not, uh, I've not partaken in a uh, any car park activities. That sounds wrong. <laughs> I immediately retract my last statement. <laughs> so you have been partaking in some car park <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't retract it. <laughs> I've not been near any car parks. Cool. Good. No I'm one right to me. I'm glad you've got that out of your system. Uh, let me you? run through this. Um, I'm all right. <laughs> Good. Life's just ticking along as normal. Nothing changes. I need to get you back in this room, though. Well, I think I might. Uh, I, miss you. I might um, toddle on over. Maybe, you maybe next week. We're legally allowed to now, so yeah. let's let's get back together. We said, you when we predicted about halfway through, we predicted, I said episode 15, you said episode 20. Wow. So if you come in next week, you will have got it bang on. I, I may have engineered possibly this why you're not there this week. <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised. I mean, cool. who's to say? <laughs> you're conniving, you are. <laughs> Let me run through the socials quickly. Follow us on Twitter at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Instagram is the same at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Uh, the website is www.bottomofthestream.com, where you will find every episode we've ever recorded and all free season stream tables. Uh, you can also check us out on Patreon, if you don't mind. It's patreon.com slash bottomofthestream, where you will find some extra bonus episodes, early access to episodes, a newsletter every month, some merch. Uh, a news, I said the newsletter. What else do we do? A wild card. You can get a wild card if you come in at a certain level, so you can pick a film that we talk about. So yeah, check it out. It's just a couple of quid a month and it really helps us out. Yeah, I have um, I've just been putting the, on the day that we're recording now, I've just been putting the finishing touches to this month's newsletter. So that good, good. will probably be winging its way to our Patreons for the start of uh, August. August? How's it August? I know, it's crazy. It is crazy. How's that happen? I know. If, uh, if you can't um, join the Patreon, then please spare a few minutes and leave us a review on apple podcasts on podchaser or anywhere else that you get your podcast from uh, because that helps the algorithms puts us in front of people's eyeballs and then at their fingertips so they can put us in their ear holes <laughs> very well done have you got any netflix news i have good should what, we go we got should we go netflix news tag yes <laughs> so i'll go then you go Okay, I've got one. How many have you got? Two. Cool. <laughs> Perfect. That'll work out perfectly then. You go first. So I wanted to mention, um, we've talked about this guy a few times as possibly being one of the busiest people in um, TV, uh, but particularly with Netflix, because he seems mm. to churn out a new show every couple of months, and that is Ryan Murphy. Yes, he does. So what's he done recently? Uh, the Politician, uh, Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. Um, 
that's his sort of Netflix stuff, isn't it? And then he's done previously for TV. He did Glee. All the American horror stories are his, aren't they? Yeah, uh, American, American Crime, Crime Story. Story. So he has a new series premiering on Netflix on September the 18th. And it is a prequel of sorts to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And oh, it's really? called Nurse Ratched. And it follows oh. that character there uh, from the movie. <laughs> uh and it's starring Sarah Paulson, who's a regular in Murphy's stuff. I think she's been in everything he's ever done, I think. Pretty much. Uh, and Sharon Stone's in it as well. Um, oh, really? There's no trailer yet, but a load of pictures uh, were sort of released this week. Um, Sounds so, yeah. interesting. Yeah, that'll be that'll be worth checking out, hopefully. Uh, our, we did our um, our special Christmas episode with yep. uh, Grief Burrito. Um, yep. And I think I had one flew over the cuckoo's nest. In fact, I know I did on my. <laughs> you definitely did my top ten list of movies. So uh, yeah, check out that episode. Yeah, it's really good. It came out on Christmas Day. It's the four of us going through our top ten favorite films of all time. Yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> realize you wanted uh, confirmation. <laughs> um, I've got some news. Go for it. Uh, you know the Witcher. I do. You know I've been talking recently about Netflix wanting. A Game of Thrones, and they could just keep commissioning shows to try and be Game of Thrones. Sure, uh, they've made another one. They are announced. They announced earlier this week a prequel series to The Witcher. So I don't know if this means that The Witcher isn't getting a second season, or if this is going to be completely separate. I don't know. But this one, this one is called The Witcher Blood Origin. It is a six-part live-action The Witcher spin-off series from Declan Debara and Lauren Schmidt Hishrich. 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 <laughs> It's set 1,200 years before the current season of The Witcher. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that season two is is going ahead. Is it? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't ever watch... I watched the first episode and I never went back to it. It didn't really hook me. But I don't know if it's... I haven't played the game, so I don't know if it's something to do with No, that. I never played the games either. I, I don't um, know, but they're desperate. They're, absolute, they're not even hiding the fact that they want a Game of Thrones now. Yeah. Everything they're making is just like medieval fantasy. We, I remember again something we've talked about previously is um, I think it was about the time that Netflix changed their method of counting views, yeah. Uh, that they sort of manipulated that a bit when The Witch came out, didn't they? That's about yeah. the time that they changed, uh, changed their method. So you know, yeah. technically speaking, it is one of the most watched things that they've ever had. Uh, so whether that's helped justify this spin-off coming already, <laughs> who knows. It seems early to announce a spin-off, but we'll see. It's coming. They've not announced when yet, but it is definitely being made. Tag, what's your next bit of news? Uh, you like dinosaurs? I love dinosaurs. You like Jurassic Park? That was in my top ten. <laughs> it was. In that, in that Christmas episode. So yes, I do. Jurassic World? Yeah, don't mind it. So I have no issue with it. Well... You you might want to bookmark September the eighteenth then because not only are you getting <laughs> Nurse Ratched, you're getting uh, a six part um, Jurassic World spin off. Uh, really, it's an animated series. All right, um, and it's called Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Oh, I believe it's aimed at more of a younger audience, uh, and it basically follows uh, a group of six kids who are on an adventure camp out. Uh, on Isla Nublar. And the one place that you would definitely go for a camp out. I mean, I don't know why they keep letting people on these islands. But <laughs> I'm sure hijinks will ensue. I'm sure um, it will. 
but yeah, there is a trailer has been released for that. I think it was today or a couple of days ago. Uh, it looks fun. So yeah, go and check that out. Excellent. I'll definitely check that out as soon as we finish recording. I've got some Emmys news. Do you want that? Cool. Can we do that now? Uh, yes, go for it. Yeah, let's do it now. So the nominations for the Emmys were released on Tuesday of this week as of recording. Have you seen any of them? I, I have seen a few, yeah. I, I've seen a few omissions that were quite... Yeah, that's on, that's on my list to talk about. So this year in total, Netflix were nominated for 160 Emmys, which is the most for any network ever. Um, HBO got 107 and they came second. Um, this is the second time that Netflix... They, HBO and Netflix have a bit of an Emmys war. So this is the second time Netflix have won that war. They won it in 2018, which ended HBO's 17-year reign as the most nominated network. It's a strong run. It is a strong run. Um, HBO did win last year in 2019, but that was mostly because of Game of Thrones. That kind of swept the board last year for nominations, at least. Yeah, so I thought it was quite interesting. So I'm just going to run through a few little facts. Sure. Um, Ozark got nominated for 18 Emmys, which was the most for this season, uh, the most for this year, but HBO's Succession also got 18, so it's like joint most. But the one thing I want to talk about the most, which I'm quite excited about, you know Shit's Creek? Yeah. Which pretty much everyone I know is now watching because I've not stopped talking about it for so long. Oh, even, even my parents have started watching it. Same. Even mine have. They've done it. They've really? finished it. Yeah, they love it. Really? Yeah. Um, one one person that we know who shall remain nameless did five seasons in a week. Well, really? Which is... Um, <laughs> Off air, I don't you need know. To, off air, you need to tell me who that is because I'm I not sure. I think you should know. I think you know who that is. <laughs> I've got a good guess, um, yeah. I'm not sure if it's sad or ex- or good, but I was thrown completely the other day when she when she, she, that person told me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shit's Creek was nominated for 15 Emmys this year. Hang on, isn't there only six series? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like one. The person has got one season left. Um, good work. Shit's Creek got nominated for. 15 Emmys this year, including all four primary cast members were nominated. Um, Eugene Levy was nominated for Best Actor. Catherine O'Hara was nominated for Best Actress. And then Dan Levy was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And Annie Murphy was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. They also got um, Outstanding Comedy Series and Outstanding Writing Series nominations. I mean, I was going to say everyone likes to support a plucky underdog, but if you get that many nominations, I'm not sure if you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you're, you be an underdog, an underdog. I, I would just say on the acting noms though uh, all those guys are great obviously yeah they are all awesome but i think um it's a bit of a shame that uh emily hampshire who plays stevie isn't among that list agreed yeah, i think I'd she is that. impeccable in that show yeah you're right but I don't, they can't nominate the whole cast well no true <laughs> <laughs> um i'd love to see Catherine o'hara win one because her portrayal of Moira is exceptional. It's the best comedy performance I've ever seen, probably. I'm pretty sure she will win it, and I really want Dan Levy to win as well, just because I love him so much. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'd rather he won the writing one, because it is such a well-written show. I mean, I, and I know it's sort of, um, you know, it sort of very much was a show that bubbled under for the first few years, and then everyone sort of cottoned onto it in its last couple yeah. of series. But... You know, it's the same with the Academy for the Oscars and, and a lot of these awards um, systems seem to work like this. So they tend to load up all the noms and just throw the the um, 
the awards at everything in its last series, don't they? Yeah, yeah, that's how the Emmys have always been as well. Lost didn't really win anything until its last series. And it's just how the Emmys are. But Shit's Creek deserves it, and I really want to see them sweep the board. I really do. <laughs> Normally I don't get bothered by award season, but I am quite excited for this one. I have one final little fact about the Emmys, which threw me for a loop completely. Okay. Um, Outstanding Cinematography nominations came out. Oh, right. Okay. And of course. Just, just what, <laughs> exactly what this? I was expecting you to say. Not... <laughs> I was very surprised to see two names on this list uh, because two people have been nominated for it. Uh, Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, who obviously were aboard Apollo 11 when it landed on the moon. Um, they took some footage whilst on that trip and Netflix have made it into a documentary called Apollo 11 and 51 years after they took the footage they've been nominated for a cinematography award for it that's an awesome story <laughs> it's crazy isn't it it's absolutely it, crazy that that makes me feel silly for being impressed at, um you know them finding footage that's 20 years old for the last dance <laughs> exactly it's madness. I've not seen Apollo 11. I'm not even sure if it's out over here yet. I don't think it is. Because I feel like I would have seen it pop up on my feed if it was. No, it is. It is on the It is on the stream. It's oh, okay. on Netflix now. Awesome. I've, I've, that's completely gone over my head. Yeah, it's been there for a too. year. Stand correct. It's been, it's been there for, since 2019, so we are miles behind on that. But I'm going to add that to my list and check it out because it does look really interesting. But yeah. So that's correct. Are they still alive? That's a question that I've not even asked myself. Yeah, I think they're both they're both still alive. No, cool. I'm really happy for them. It's really the Emmys are really weird, but I like it. But anyway, the Emmys are on the twenty twenty first of September, so we will find out then. I presume they're not doing a live award show. I'm not sure what they're doing, but we'll uh, we'll find out who wins on the twenty first of September. There's um there was a couple of notable. Oh God, yeah, I meant to say that. Are you talking Better Call Saul? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no no nods for uh, Bob Odenkirk or Rhea Seahorn. The fact that Rhea Seahorn hasn't been nominated is an absolute travesty. She is incredible in that show, especially in that last season. Yeah, so actually, just as a nice lead-in, I've not really watched too much <laughs> this week on Netflix okay. at the top of the stream. Uh, but I have watched uh, two or three episodes of Better Call Saul. Um, oh really? Finally picking it back up because I've not watched it for a very long time. Um, <laughs> so I'm still in season four. Um, right. But yeah, it's we've had this conversation before. I absolutely love watching it, but I really have to wind myself up to watch it. <laughs> it's exactly the same as me. That's exactly how I am. I, lo- I don't look forward to watching it, but I love when I am watching it. That's the best way I can describe it. But she, and especially in the later series, she carries that series and she is amazing. And a lot of people are calling it a snub that she hasn't been nominated, but I don't know for what reason she would be snubbed. No, the show the show itself has been nominated for best drama. Yeah, um, but neither of the main two characters have been, and it is a bit strange. Yeah, it's I a suppose lot. they can't just throw everything at Netflix, can they? Well, it's not. It's um, it's only yeah, on Netflix it, over here. It's yeah, not, that's true. Not in the states. Yeah, I don't know where AMC show it in the states. I think I so. Yeah. That's where Breaking Bad was. So I'm assuming that. Hmm, don't know. We'll find out on the 21st of September who wins what. Hopefully, good luck to Schitt's Creek, because I really want that. Especially the writing ones, because it should win best writing. There isn't a better written current comedy season out there. 
it's great I, I we we harp on about it all the time if you've not watched it go and watch it because it's just yeah. it will make you happy i could i could quite happily do a shit's creek podcast <laughs> all the shit that's what i'd call it <laughs> Have you been watching anything else? Do you know you've just said you've watched Better Call Saul or anything else? Uh, no, but I, I've got something that I do want to check out, which has just come to Netflix today. Um, okay. And that is um, Transformers series, which... Oh, I've heard about this. I think it's six parts. Right, it's, so it's six parts, but this is the first part. So the first part is six episodes. Then the next part will be six episodes. Oh. Yeah, because... Six parts of six. Three parts of six. Because it's... <laughs> What? So it's called um, the Maths. War for Cybertron trilogy. So each third is six episodes long, right? And the first, the first, uh, first third's out today. So it's basically a show with three seasons. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I just tried to gloss it up a bit. Yeah. So all six have launched today. Yes. First six have launched today. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, cool. I might check that out then. I watched The Old Guard. All oh, right. Yeah. You know, we briefly mentioned that the other week. Sure. I was at a loose end over the weekend, so I was like, I'll stick that on. And it's actually really good. Um, I, I shouldn't sound so surprised, but there aren't many good Netflix originals out there. But it is, it's well worth checking out. I will do that. I think you, I especially think you'd really like yeah, it. Yeah, it is on the list. I've just not got it's to it right in the last, your street, I think. last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. It's uh, Charlie's Ferron. Yeah. And a few other people. I am. Um, yeah, it's a good story, and it's an interesting way of telling it as well. I don't have too much plan this weekend so i might get to it so get to I will it let you know i've i've decided i'm gonna start try and watch all of the stephen king adaptations oh that's <laughs> brave uh, it's because i've been listening i'm gonna plug them again the king cast podcast they don't need me to plug them but it's a really good podcast if you're into stephen king and it's really making me want to watch the movies rather than read the books okay fine so i watched cujo the other night yeah i hadn't seen it for years and it's so good. It's a proper good horror story. So if you've not seen Cujo, check it out. It isn't on anywhere. Oh, it's not. It's on Amazon Prime, but I shouldn't say okay. that. Um, but yeah, check it out. They've recently done an episode on the Lawnmower Man. Oh blimey! I, <laughs> so, I, I've not seen that. I've never well. seen that. So I'm gonna. That's gonna be next on my list. I think. I, I have seen it. I've not seen it for. Uh, that's one of those movies. I think I probably saw a bit too young. Um, yeah. Didn't understand what the hell was going on. <laughs> <laughs> And I've never watched again. So, uh, yeah, that'll look interesting now. What yeah, I can the, uh, the, um, um, this week's virtual episode. reality at the time. Yeah. This week's episode's on The Tommyknockers, which yeah. is without a doubt the worst book Stephen King ever wrote. And without a doubt the worst... Prob- everybody says it's the worst adaptation, but I've never seen it, but it is over three hours long. It's a miniseries. So. I think you, you might... Not to put a downer on your quest, I'm sure that <laughs> you'll have a good time, but... Um, I think you might struggle to find some of those things. Yeah, a lot of them are going to be hard to find, I think. But I'm on it. I'm going to try and do it. So we'll see. We'll see. I've I've, I've seen most of them, if not probably all of them. But I'm just, I don't know. I've got it in my head that I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. Sure. <laughs> right. Anything else? Uh, uh, that is it for me for news and things. Good. Um, I do have a game to play before we talk about this movie. Excellent. Let's fill this episode because the movie's not going to do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, it's going to be like that, is it? That's yeah. a spoiler. Uh, okay, so obviously this uh, week we're talking about a movie called Advantageous, which is a sci-fi movie. Yeah. So I've got a sci-fi based game. So 
in okay. science fiction movies, you often have some quite strange names, don't you? True. So I have got the names of five characters, and you just have to sort of tell me. True, is it a uh, is it a real character in a movie or not? If it's been made up. Okay. Sci-fi or sci-nai. Well, I've called it. <laughs> okay. Science fiction. Yeah. Or science fiction. <laughs> okay. I can't really go wrong with that. I've just realised that might not work. <laughs> it could get quite confusing. Go for it. Let's let's hit it, see what happens. Okay. So the first one. Yeah. You should call it science fiction or fictional science. Okay, fine. That's that's a much better idea. <laughs> that just came to me in a flash of inspiration. <laughs> the first one yeah. is Droopy McCall. Droopy McCall? Yeah. So this is potentially a character in a, a sci-fi film? That is potentially all of these are, yeah. That's right, the okay. point of the game. I thought I'd explained it quite <laughs> no, quickly. I was just, just confirming in my own head. Leave me alone. Uh, Droopy McCall sounds made up to me. Not having it. So you're saying he is not in Fictional a... science. Okay. Uh, incorrect. Oh, bad start. Uh, Droopy McCall is the horn player in the band in Return of the Jedi. Oh, really? Yeah, in uh, Jabba the Hutt's uh, sail barge. So there you go. Oh, this is going to be a really hard game, isn't it? <laughs> it could be one of the more difficult ones, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't get five out of five again, so let's just play and see what happens. Okay. So your next one is... Strobe Steel. Strobe Steel. That's a cool name. Um, real. Sci- science fiction. I'm afraid it's fictional <laughs> science. Wow, let's go for zero out of five. I've never done that either, to be fair. Uh, I, I made Strobe Steel up. You made him up? Uh, yeah. I like the name, though. Yeah. Maybe if we ever write a film, we'll use it. Yep, yeah, done. Cool. Add him to the universe. Yeah. The bottom uh, of the okay. stream cinematic universe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the next one is Cypher Rage. Cypher Rage. That sounds real. That sounds like something from a 90s sci-fi film, I would say. Real. You are correct. It is a bit later. It is okay. Will Smith's character in After Earth. I've never seen After Earth. Me neither. Is is that the one where he's with his kid? Yeah, I think so. And is it an M. Night Shyamalan film? That's probably why I've never seen it. If it is. <laughs> I think it is. I can't stand that guy. Okay, that is one... One out of one three. One out of three? Okay. Yeah. Um, the next one is... Officer Graham Aspounder. <laughs> can, if this is real or not, can he also go into the bottom of the stream? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he can, yeah. Graham Aspounder... I can spell that if you want. No, you well, go on then, just for the fun of it. So it's G R E A M E. I knew you were going to do that. Graham Aspounder. Real. Uh, no, he's fictional science. You've made up Graham Aspounder. It's Officer Graham Aspounder. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm putting in a proper Jordan performance in this one. One out of four. <laughs> Look, you can still get a little bit of uh, respectability. I doubt um, it. Last one then is Stacker Pentecost. Stacker Pentecost. Genuinely no idea. Real. Correct. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't have made up three of them. That is, Who um, is Idris Pentecost. Idris Elba's character in Pacific Rim. 
I haven't seen that either. I think I have. I don't think I saw the second one. I think I've seen the first one. Wow. So, what, do I get two out of five? Yeah. That's not bad. That was, that was the hardest one you've ever done. Yeah. That was the hardest game you've ever done. I, I found out it's quite but easy I very to much make up uh, stupid sci-fi, sci-fi character names. names. <laughs> but I quite enjoyed it. Well Good. done. Thank you. Okay. Right, shall we go on and talk about Advantageous? Let's do it. Okay, Advantageous is a film from 2015. It is a 12. It is, runs for one hour and 30 minutes and it's currently rated at 6.2 on IMDb. It stars Jacqueline Kim as a character called Gwen because of the sci-fi names Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> she, you will know her if you've seen Star Trek, genera- Star Trek Generations from the 90s. Oh, I have. And I didn't recognise <laughs> her. She was in, she's a lot older now. And she was also in Volcano for off of the 90s. But hasn't really done much since. Um, also stars James Abaniak, which is a great name. He plays That's actually a, character- a real name, not a sci-fi name. <laughs> but he plays a character called Dave Fisher, which is also not much of a sci-fi name. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's been a few... I don't. I bet you've not seen it. There's a film about Tesla come out earlier this year. I've not seen it, no. No, he's in that. Uh, also stars Freya Adams as Gwen 2.0. She hasn't really been in anything else, including she's not really in this. And <laughs> <laughs> also stars Ken Jeong. Jeong? Young. Young. It made me laugh because I watched the community table read. I've said I wouldn't talk about community in this episode and I'm doing it. I watched the community table read episode on Netflix, on YouTube earlier tonight. And they introduced me as Ken Jeong. <laughs> <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> I've not watched that. I must watch that. Yeah, you must watch it. It's good. They they did it for like at the start of lockdown. Yeah, it's like a table read. Uh, yeah, I, re- I was aware of it had happened, but I've no, I've not got to it. So, um, this film is directed by Jennifer Fong, P H O N G Pong. It does. It is Pong because it says on her IMDb that she, it's pronounced Pong. Okay. Um, she's mainly a TV director. Yeah, she's directed episodes of The Exorcist, Riverdale, Quantico, The Boys, and Agents of Shield, most famously. And it was written by her as well, and alongside jo- Jacqueline Kim, who is the main character. They wrote it together. Nice. Do you have a one-word review of Advantageous? Yeah, uh, sterile. <laughs> yep. In more ma- more ways than one, which will become clear. Uh, before we start, this is the least amount of notes I've ever written on a film. Yeah, that is interesting, because I think I've written no less than usually, uh, possibly even a little bit more. <laughs> really i've barely got anything i've got six page seven pages and i usually have about between 10 and 14 i'd be quite interested to talk about this because I, th- I felt there was a lot happening and not a lot happening at the same time there was a whole um, lot of nothing going on but there's some fairly meaty themes to this yeah so it will be interesting to see which way our discussion goes <laughs> where does this film start nicholas uh, we see a mother and daughter singing. Um, yes. Some sort of nursery rhyme is kind of what I presumed. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was. Uh, and then we um, we see the mother, who we quickly learn is Gwen, um, yep. sort of walking around practising uh, a speech. Yeah. Uh, and she is practising it in English and French. Yeah, she's kind of multilingual, isn't she? She is, yeah. 
we cut then to a couple of or two or three girls and they're kind of playing in the street they're playing like a guessing game i didn't really understand what they were doing they were trying to guess something <laughs> i didn't really yeah get they, what were, they, were, they were guessing like a person or a character or something yeah they, they were giving clues weren't they and trying to guess it um suddenly like a airship flies over their heads and we cut to a long shot of like a city futuristic city yeah so you can tell this is set in the near but not too distant future yeah, i guess that's fair it's, it's, they don't really say when, do they? But no, it's it's very dense, isn't it? There's a lot of um, sort of electronics um, advertising boards and stuff. Yeah, um, like you say, you've there's, seen this there's like before. drone type things flying around. Yeah, you've seen it before. It's, it, all these sci-fi films have it, don't they? One of I've... the um, one of the the signs that they walk past is kind of showing that there's a there's a lottery uh, about yeah. to happen uh, to get a place at school basically um yeah. so we're, we're quickly sort of starting to learn that um there's not enough education to go around basically <laughs> basically yeah uh, and and the same with the uh, jobs as well yeah we cut back to gwen she's walking down the street she's on i want to say a telephone call but it isn't really a telephone is it it's just like in here implant that they all have it's kind of like, just like they, they've got a little like doofer they put in their ear haven't they yeah like a little bluetooth yeah. headset type of thing but smaller um she's having she's on a call with a man who it later turns out is her boss or at least the owner of the company that she works for um they're having quite a heated disagreement in the street i guess he's also watching her at the same time yeah he's got some sort of weird camera system it's all on Either well, I'd put CCTV, but I always think it's probably a combination of these like little drones flying around. Drones, yeah. So Big Brother's always watching type thing. Yeah, she can't see him, but he can see her. And eventually, she puts the phone down on him because she meets up with her daughter. Like the the two like kind of walk into each other, don't they? Yeah. Meet up. She's come to pick her up. The daughter's called Jules, and she gets quite quickly gets a letter to say that she's not been accepted into a college that she's applied for. So straight away, they're having this chat in the park. And um, like I, I talked about this, you know, there's some quite big themes in this. And and the first time, basically, we we uh, really meet Jules, uh, apart from playing this guessing game with her friends, is that she's sort of unloading a load of worries onto her mother, isn't she? So she's, yeah. how old would you say she is? Sort of 13, 14? 13. Yeah, I would have said 13, 14. Um, and and she sort of goes straight in there, doesn't she? With like, oh, I've, you know, I feel I'm under pressure. I've got to perform to get into the school. Um, yeah. And then I need to think about having kids because um, not many women in this near future ha- produce any um, produce any eggs past the age of twenty. Yeah. So we're in quite a dark place to start with. Yeah, it's it gets it starts off pretty dark. It gets darker. It's a pretty dark film, isn't it? Yeah. But as we go through it, we'll kind of interrupt ourselves and go through it as we always do. It turns out that Gwen works for a company that does non-invasive cosmetic surgery. Now, I would argue that it is quite invasive when we find out what it is later on. I mean, I I would say it's pretty much the definition of invasive, to be honest. (laughs) Me too. But they do describe it as non-invasive cosmetic surgery. I Um, mean, you don't get sliced open, but... (laughs) No, that's true. There are other ways you can be invaded. Invaded. (laughs) Um, it turns out Gwen's practicing the speech that Gwen was practicing practicing earlier was she is kind of she's already like the face of the company or the face of the center of the media presence. She's I guess. the spokeswoman, basically. Yeah, 
Uh, but they've decided they want somebody younger. Uh, that comes out quite early on, doesn't it? They want someone younger, and there's no sort of easy way to put this. They want someone who is more racially ambiguous. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, Gwen is an Asian lady, and yep. the the place that she works for, this Centre for Advanced Health and Living, wants someone to appeal to as wide a range of people as possible uh, yeah why they can't just have different people i don't know but yeah <laughs> this is the sort of uh dystopia that this film's set in yeah so gwen as uh, gwen pretty much finds out at this point that she hasn't really got a job anymore um she kind of hides that from every she tells her daughter that she's been given a raise and that she can go to college but not the one that she wanted to go to she kind of lies to her doesn't she yeah did um, we did we sort of say what the procedure was? No, I don't think we did. So we don't learn really any details other because all we see is sort of the um, the marketing bump. But yeah. it, it's basically all we're told at this point is that there is a procedure that allows uh, your consciousness to jump into yeah. um, a another body. I think yeah. the way they term it is a diseased free body. <laughs> Yeah, basically, you can pack up your consciousness and transport yourself into a new vessel. Correct. It's basically what they describe it as. Gwen gets a phone call at this point telling her that she... She's like a... I want to say like a personal assistant, but it's like a smart assistant. It's not real. Yeah. It's like a bit like having an Alexa on your wrist that's just chatting away to you all the time. And she's got that ask applying for jobs for her. Yeah, so of, she's like, so, yeah, so I've submitted my resume. Yeah, tell me yeah. Who, who's interested, basically. Who's interested. And it basically tells her that the best option would be to become an egg donor um, because it's, it will pay well. And she doesn't really need to get a job if she can do that. Yeah, so she is obviously a bit of an older lady. She's certainly older than 20. Um, yeah. But she obviously still has this option, um, but she's, yeah. she's not keen to... To go down that avenue? No, she's uh, she's not keen to give up on her uh, job currently, is she? Uh, we cut from there to what I've written down as an awesome waterfall skyscraper. Yes. <laughs> it's possibly the most impractical building I've ever seen in my life. There's a, it's a big skyscraper, probably... Well, you know what, sorry, I'm not going to describe a skyscraper to you. Um, but it's got like a waterfall on the top that goes all the way to the floor. And it's so loud. It's basically just a... A water feature that's several hundred feet high. <laughs> yeah, it would be very impractical and it very very loud. I would imagine. If you're working in that office, oh, you need a wee all the time. <laughs> <It's>, you <laughs> may as well just like park your desk up under Niagara Falls. Yeah, it, we've been to Niagara Falls and that was fucking loud. And that's basically what this is going to be. Yeah, it's, it's, it looked good, but it was quite impractical. Um, as she tries to get in, she can't get in the door because the, her ID has been deleted. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of this I'm skipping over because I didn't, as I said, I didn't write a lot of notes. So I've got you back. Me if I'm big chunks. Is this the point where we meet Isa Cryer? Yeah, but I don't think she's named in there. <laughs> the, she does. She she says her name quite early uh, on. Oh, does she? So so yeah. yeah so Gwen gets told to wait in this in this little room, basically. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the the faceless voice the other side of the door says, "Oh, you, I see you've brought back your." uniform i think that's yeah. what she had um and then all of a sudden boss turns up um yeah who is called is a yeah. and that is i thought it was isa when i saw it on imdb i was like oh she's called isa Cryer. 
She's called Izakaria. That's how she she says and, it. it. Just made me laugh. Uh, she's played. She's name. played by Jennifer. I always. I'd never know how to pronounce her surname. She's a British actress, Jennifer Ely. Yeah, I think it is. Ely. Um, and this is the second time we've seen her this season. Is it? Yeah, it is. Do you not? Wow. Do you remember where I we saw her that. before? <laughs> no. So she played the uh, bedridden mother in I Kill Giants. Oh, wow. Yes, she did. You're right. I'd not picked that up at all. But she was only in it for like one scene. Yes. Quite, quite late. A bit like this one. But Well, yeah, true. She's not even this a lot. Well, I did not. I hadn't picked that up. She, I hadn't gone through her IMDb list, to be fair. Well done. Thanks. Doing my job though for me. <laughs> um, and she talks to Gwen and basically we know where this is going straight away she she tries to manipulate her doesn't she yeah she she basically she's quite mean to Gwen she tells her that she's got not really got any chance of getting another job I, I've the, put, market... the boss turns up and basically says yo old <laughs> yeah it's basically what she says you're too old you're not going to get another job the market's completely saturated by younger people if we if you leave us now which you are doing you will be washed up, yeah. basically, is what she says. She's quite horrible to so her. So she's planting the seed for something, isn't it? And I, and I think we yeah. know where this is going straight away. Yeah, definitely. Um, as Gwen leaves, she gets another call from her personal assistant man person thing. It, it tells her that somebody's raised a flag on her resume. Something, somebody's questioning one of the facts on there. Yeah, they called it. <laughs> this this is so, like, I can actually... I, it made me chuckle a bit because I can actually imagine this being corporate speak um they called it a counter endorsement which was preventing <laughs> uh well the, yeah preventing her resume sort of um from going me- uh, anywhere really yeah and and i thought this exchange was really weird because it kind of the light bulb goes off for gwen that this personal assistant she's talking to isn't a person <laughs> is a person no it isn't isn't it? She knew that, didn't she? Yeah, but then she has this conversation about like, oh, are you not real? Are you, are you automated? Uh, yeah. Well, I just thought he was all the way along. <laughs> I, I, I thought she asked him if it was human and it, it turned into a right dick. Yeah, because it was like, what is it's the like definition of human? Human, yeah. That I figured that it probably was a human and she oh, I thought didn't realise that it was. It, either way, it was really <laughs> confusing. It was, because obviously we've, mis- we've interpreted that completely opposite to each other. <laughs> I thought that she thought it was a smart assistant and then realises that it's a human. But you've gone the other yeah, way. Yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> well, either way, it was being a proper dick. To yeah, me. it was. It was. <laughs> and uh, she's broke, basically. She's, yeah, she's not she's got skin. much money left. What she does do is she goes to this, like, I've written weird futuristic bedroom hotel type thingy. Um, and she checks herself in and it's just a concrete room with a bed in it. Yeah, it's got a nice carpet. Yeah, but there's not a lot. There's so not a lot else. It's like there. a wardrobe, basically. It's the yeah. size of a of a wardrobe. She can she can't even lie out like flat. fully. Yeah, flat. Out. Uh, she takes her shoes off. The guy the guy at the door is like, "Do you want any company?" Which is a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, "No." And she just goes and lies on the floor for a bit. Yeah, nothing else happens in there, and it never gets referenced again. So what I think this was was you know we talked about like. Um, the CCTV and the drones, I, I kind of got that this was like a business that you can then go and rent this space for a few hours just to be not spied on, basically. Into the system, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she just needed some time away on her own, didn't she? 
But this is this is like a what thirty second thing. I, I've gleaned yeah, that. That's not. It's completely unnecessary scene. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just out of nowhere and doesn't doesn't progress the story at all. Because in the very next scene, she earlier on in the film that we've kind of missed out, she spotted a homeless girl that lived in a bush. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, she was, so she goes back to this bush and she gives us some food. She was sleeping in the flower bed, wasn't she? Yeah, and she, bush girl. So she leaves us some food <laughs> and a bottle of water. Um, again, we never see her again either. No. After that, so I think that's Gwen. Just that's just them showing you that Gwen has still got a heart, I guess, and she's still. It is. It's also showing she's still human. It's also showing that in this dystopia, there is a clear divide. Class divide. Uh, yeah. well, it's, it's not only a class divide, but it's a gender divide as well. Yeah. So it co- it comes up later on that um, the man is looking to basically um, because of this sort of job shortage. If you're a woman, you're getting the sack basically, and yeah. you will be expected to stay at home. Yeah. Uh, because the alternative of sacking uh, all the males, they believe, will lead to anarchy on the streets. Which is a pretty terrible place to be in, either way. <laughs> so, this is clearly a, a pretty horrible place. Yeah, it's not a nice world to live in, isn't it? We cut back and the, they're together, the daughter and Gwen, Jules and Gwen are together again. And Jules says to her the one thing that I imagine that most parents don't want to hear from their daughter. She says, I don't know why I'm alive. Yeah. Which is really deep and really dark. I, I did quite say. like this this scene. And, um, yeah. And I, and I did I had a lot of time for the... Um, character of Jules I thought, I thought she was quite interesting she was the, the best thing in it um, definitely and again she sort of says yeah I don't know why I'm alive I've, I need to exercise so I can be fit but I need to study I need to get smart she basically she just says what's the point what is the point yeah and Gwen responds with oh you make me very happy she, the reason you're alive is that you make me happy she, I, I thought I, that I was like quite nice it was just a yeah, relationship I really like building she, was, she said um, none of you know what you're doing and she was referring to like adults. Um, yeah. And she's like, "Why, why would you have a child knowing how bad this world is?" Um, I think I just hit a bit at the minute. To be honest, <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Um, cut to Gwen gets a, a voicemail kind of message from her cousin, so, uh, wishing her a happy birthday. So it's also Gwen's birthday. It, no, I thought it was an old message. Oh, was it an old message? So I, I think she was listening to an archive message okay. because this relationship's broken down. Yeah, they're um, they're not in a good way, her and her cousin, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah you might be right. The, I, 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 I weren't looking into it that deeply, obviously. <laughs> from there, we don't, nothing really comes of that. And then from there, Gwen meets up with some ladies. Now, I've written friends, but I'm not sure they were her friends. No, so these are other... Mothers. I thought I've written <laughs> others. I've written a bit further down. There are daughters' friends' parents. I don't yeah, know if that's so, right. So they're the mothers of other people who the other, other mothers kids. Yeah, mother others <laughs> who are who are trying to get into this school. Yeah. Um, and they say that they've got this group to mix, in inverted commas, proper kids. <laughs> um, so that they they're not interacting with the wrong people. Yeah. Um, and they basically say. You know, Jules is obviously really clever. We hear the great things about her. And they say to Gwen, it's 10, they want 10 grand from her yeah. to reserve Jules's space. Yes, I've um, written that as well. So I did understand what was going on. That's good. But when Gwen mentions that there's not a 
father about, yeah, they are very taken aback. They're very they shame her completely, don't they? Totally, yeah. She 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 basically gets shamed for being single because I don't think it happens in this world. I think it's very rare for a, a lady to still be single at her age. Mm-hmm. Do we ever find out what happened to Jules's dad? Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, sorry. We definitely <laughs> Quite do. Quite a big plot point. <laughs> it's a huge plot point of the film. Yes, sorry. I'm on it. I'm on it. I told you I'm not with it today. <laughs> um, she makes a phone call from that point to her mother. And she asks her mother if she can have or borrow 40 grand to like tide her over, I guess. Yeah. And her mum says, well, I'll have to ask your dad. And she, Gwen completely closes off at that point. She's like, don't even think about asking him. And then she says she would die before her dad ever meets Jules. So there's some sort of dad daddy issues with Gwen. We The only other thing we kind of glean from it is that he is, the dad is some kind of religious figure. Yeah. Um, don't know what religion, don't know what. Um, Doesn't really matter, rank. does it? <laughs> rank. <laughs> He's no Officer Graham Asspounder. Um, Definitely not. But... He's and and the mum starts praying, doesn't she? Yeah, and, and she's and sort of like, "Oh, please forgive uh, Gwen's sins." So yeah, yeah. Something's and it comes, going on. The money's not happening. She's refused the money, basically. So then, two really weird things happen, and I don't yeah. understand them at all. There's a creepy kid in a mask. Yeah. Sort of. Just watching her from a distance. Yeah, she's got this kind of metal mask. She's just <laughs> hanging out by a tree. Yeah. And she puts it on and takes it off. Yeah. What was that all about? Fuck knows. I thought it was Jules to start with, but it definitely wasn't. No. <laughs> I don't know. I've no idea. It never gets referenced again. I don't know what it was. It was weird. And then... That's what it was. What's with these scenes just lately of films, it, films that we're watching where just have random weird scenes in for, that don't reference anything. Connect it. We're getting a lot of them just lately. anything else that happened in this movie. No, I couldn't. And then... There's a small explosion high up on one of these buildings, which mm. happens a few times in this movie. Sorry, because it will like yep. they'll be walking through the city and and the windows will shake. What's that all about? Yeah, don't know. Again, never referenced. Nobody so ever at mentioned. First, it. I thought it was the. I think um, it's just the advanced living place, and like, oh, they're experimenting yeah. on this procedure, and something has gone wrong. But it wasn't even necessarily that building. Yeah. It was. It wasn't that building. It was just. Random so I don't know who building. was getting exploded, or. Or yeah, why it happened about three times. Or by know, what? It did. Yeah, I'm none the wiser. Don't really even care. Um, she meets. She has a meeting with Fisher at this point, Dave Fisher, and she basically asks him outright if she's too old, and then she asks him. She says to him, "Will you put me in a younger body?" Which that would make because he knows that she's the ideal candidate for the way that they want to portray the company. She is the ideal Yeah, so in terms of her manner so, and her performance, you know. Yeah, her ability yeah. to do it. But she's just too old. So she says to him, if I'm in the younger body, that would make me the ideal candidate. And he is not fully on board to start with, but he eventually says um, they, they would con- the board would consider it, but they wouldn't want full create full control over the creation of her yeah, host. So body. she gets no saying what this person then looks who like. Who she's going to be? Uh, Keep that in mind also, for later on. The, the, yeah, <laughs> she, she agrees to. And there's, well. there's definitely, I think this is portrayed as there is something between them, or there has been in the past. 
Yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a history there. lingering. He he definitely likes her. Touches of fingers, isn't there, and things like that. Yeah, because then not long after, just after that, he takes her to this place on like the edge of a river, like a river. Yeah, bank. so they're they're walking as they're and, talking. They end up on this yeah boardwalk, don't which they? appears to be out of range of the cameras and the listening devices that because Isa is trying is a <laughs> is trying to overhear their conversation. Yeah, so at the same time, we we're cutting between seeing this conversation between uh, Dave and Gwen. Uh, and then cutting yeah. back to like the control room for want of a better word, where is yeah. a crier? She's is trying to listening in. <laughs> She's trying to spy on them, but he seems to know that if they go to this particular they're place, in a blind spot. that she won't be. Yeah, basically they're in a blind spot. Um, and he basically tells her the downsides of it, doesn't he? he I like this. I, I, yeah. I thought this 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 give you a bit of a hook. Yeah, and he said he says to her, "There'll be breathing. You'll have breathing issues. Um, you'll need a shot every two hours for a year." And there'll be lots of reoccurring pain. And he, he finishes off by saying this might be a bigger deal than you ever imagined. He does say, though, you you will be protected. You will become one of the elite. You will be looked after. You will have no financial worries. Your daughter yeah. will be looked after. You'll get everything. The company will look after you. Yeah. Uh, but then he basically starts to warn her off, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he sort of says, I, can't, I don't have exactly what he said, but he starts to say, I don't think you should do this. But yeah. then it, we cut back to seeing it from the control room, yeah. and we don't and, hear what he says. Yeah. And I so really it, like it, that. the last thing we hear him say is, "This might be a bigger deal than you imagine." And then it cuts out, and then he comes back with, "Please don't do this." Yeah. It is his final line to her. Um, Gwen says, "I've got no choice. I've got to do this. But can I have till after Christmas? Can I have my last Christmas with Jules in this body? I guess." Yeah. Um. That scene ends there, and then we cut to Gwen is crying on the bed, and Jules can Jules overhears her because there's a scene earlier on where Jules hears some crying, and Gwen says to her, "Is it the lady upstairs or the lady downstairs?" Yeah, and so Jules instantly this time listens to the floor and the ceiling, and then figures out that it's actually a mum in the next room that's crying. Yeah, and they have a bit of a conversation, and Gwen sort of says to her, "What would you change about me if you could change anything?" This is. Basically, the point where Gwen says to Jules, "I'm going to change my appearance for work." Um, I've got this is she's basically just telling her what she's going to do. Yeah, and and whether it's because Jules is not the most socially adjusted, or it's it's the effects of this world in general. Yeah, she's not that bothered. She's completely nonplussed by it. She's kind so, of like, "Have you well, if you've got to do it to get your raise and get me to school, yeah, go for do, it. Just do it." Yeah, it's com- yeah, she's completely not nonplussed by it. Cut to Gwen, in she meets up with Han, who is Ken Young Young's character. Yeah. Um, we don't know who he is at this point. He's not happy um, to see her, but he he is very much not happy to see her. Um, he basically rips her a bit, and then he asks her to leave, which she does, uh, because his wife's yep. coming back, um, and he doesn't want her there when his wife's there. And just as his wife comes in, Gwen bursts back in again, and this is when we find out that Han is Jules's dad. No. No. Oh yes, he is. Sorry, yeah. we don't find. Yeah, he is, but that comes later on in the scene. Sorry, you confused me. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> that's fine. It's fine. So Han is married to Lily, who is Gwen's cousin. Who is Gwen's cousin? Yeah. So she was earlier. the one who left the voicemail from earlier. Yeah. Um, and it quickly becomes apparent that the reason they had this falling out was because Gwen slept with Han. Yeah. 
um, which Lily already knew about. And uh, Lily, Lily, Lily was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm open to making up, but I miss you because obviously they were close beforehand. Yeah. But then um, Gwen reveals that not only uh, did they have this affair, but from the affair was born Jules. So, and that is news to both of them. So they didn't know about it. This is where I was a bit confused. They didn't yeah. know about it. Okay. That's that's what I took from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I've written, I've written down that they didn't know, but I wasn't sure. I've written down, okay, Lily's Gwen's cousin as well. So Lily's Gwen's cousin, Han's his husband, and Han is also the father of Jules, although he's and only just is, found this news out. This is basically Gwen's like Hail Mary, isn't it? Yeah, she's, it's the last She's chance. come to them to ask for help. She says, I need money. They seem and quite successful. They've, they've got like a restaurant type yeah. bar type thing, haven't they? And Yeah, she and basically Lily, asks Lily, them for help, doesn't she? Lily doesn't say no. Yeah. She just says, I need some time to process this. You know, this is a lot of information, (laughs) to be fair. Um, And Gwen just says, I haven't got any time. Um, And Lily says, well, we've got kids to look after as well. Yeah. Um, I think they had had two boys, didn't they? They did, yeah. Uh, And that's it, really. Yeah, they basically refused the deal in the end. They're like, look, if you can't give us time, then we can't give you money. Yeah. Um, So she goes back and she... I was going to say signs the paperwork, but it's all done on tablets. So she signed fingerprints all the deal, didn't she? And she agrees to this operation, I guess, what's yeah. going to happen. She explains to Jules what's going on and that there's going to be a huge change in their lives. And then they're going through a catalogue of bodies. Yeah, of- so they they go through a catalogue of bodies. And, and also it cut, this is cut between them going through the catalogue and they're sort of doing the singing from the opening of the movie. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, I'm checking the I'm time. checking the timestamp. Me too. <laughs> there's 20 minutes left. Yeah, and this, this operation hasn't even happened yet. The pacing of this is all over the shop. Also, why they were going, because they had like a tablet that was with a list of all the diff- pictures of all the different bodies on that she could choose. And I'm sitting there thinking she was told she wouldn't get to choose. Yeah. So why is she sure. now being able to choose? I was, I was they, confused by why that. Why are they taunting her? They're just going, hey, you can have a look at these. Um, yeah. You don't get to choose, so it doesn't matter. Cause but the one they settled on is the one that they picked. Well, it's the one that was lingered on, yeah, the one, when they were... <laughs> yeah, the one that she had. So they obviously changed their mind. Cut to there, and it is now Christmas. And this is a Christmas film. <laughs> it's not a Christmas film. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> That's becoming one of our catchphrases. It's a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas film. Um, they're sharing a pie and singing some hymns. There's some hymns playing in the background. And... Like you said earlier, it cuts in with the the singing from the start of the film. The singing from the start of the film continues to play over the sci-fi montage I've written down of the transition happening, which takes no longer than two minutes of the film's time, I guess. You see some wires glued onto Gwen's head and some, some of them start lighting up blue. And then in the very next scene, she's coming home. So I figure a lot of time has passed. Gwen 2 is coming um, home. Gwen 2.0 oh is coming home. Yeah, she's coming home with Jules. New Gwen goes and does the speech for the company. She is the same person, obviously, but in a different body. So she can now do this job that she'd always wanted. Goes, seems to go really well. Yep. And just after that, she gets a message from Han and Lily. It turns out they want yep. to help now. Um, so it's kind of hit the news, hasn't it, that Gwen's gone through this yeah. change. It's, is she the first yeah, one that's ever in, done it? In, um, she's like a test subject. It's in subject. the speech that she gives, isn't it? She, she's selling this yeah. procedure. And, and, she's selling and this new product. Is, and I can vouch for it because 
because I've here's my old face and here I am now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite the selling point. So yeah, she is yeah. becoming a famous person basically. Um, yeah, we then cut and which prompts Han and Lily to to decide they want yeah, to help. Yeah, but they they haven't. It later turns out they haven't. They weren't doing that because of this. So right. They were they were calling out the goodness of their heart. They don't know that this has happened. Um, this yeah. changeover. So this anyway, this is intercut with her going to the club. She meets the mother others. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's now like accepted into the group, isn't she? Yeah. Um, in the privacy of her own home, though, she's not the same. Um, she, one day she forgets her shot, and Jules finds her all curled up on the kitchen floor because uh, it's not. She's like feeling pretty rough about it, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it says that she has to take them every couple of hours. Every two hours for a year. Yeah. That's what he says. Um, she also, she's not the same. She can't play the piano properly anymore. Um, she starts falling over quite a little, quite a lot. She, a few times there's shots of her falling over. And Jules says to her, did the operation make you weird? Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting line. And then... There's, we then have this huge tonal jump. Completely. And, and it's just... It moves far too fast. So we yeah. go from that, from that sort of, oh, does this operation make you weird? So li- yeah. the next scene, they have an argument in the kitchen, and Jules just, "Where's my mother? You're not her." Yeah, and they so, end up sort of coming to blows. Yeah, they have a fight. And I just think it was really, it happened well so edited right. or directed. No, agreed. I think it's supposed to tell us time has passed. Yeah, but it's not well done. No, it's not. It's really jarring. I don't like it when a film tells you, or like I've said this before, like six years later comes up on the screen or whatever. But this film doesn't even attempt to tell you. It doesn't doesn't do anything to tell you when time's passing. And I figure a lot of time passes during the duration of this film. But I have no idea. Give me a few like establishing shots. Yeah, give me something. Yeah. It's not difficult. It's a happy medium, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just after the fight, Gwen calls Fisher, Dave, and tells her that she regrets her decision basically, and that she needs to take a break from Jules a little bit. And again, it lurches too fast because we've seen him have one argument. Yeah. And she's she's now gone back to the corporation and said, um, can you take her, take her off me or separate us? Um, yeah. Because she hates me, basically. Yeah. Uh, Fisher agrees to meet her and he meets her back where they met earlier on. Yeah. And we get a bit of a flashback to the bit that we missed. So the, remember, there was a scene where we didn't, couldn't catch what they were saying because Isa couldn't couldn't hear it, or Isa couldn't hear it, and he basically tells her that it's not a transfer, it's a copy. So you won't be the same person; you'll be a copy of that person. Um, but the old body can't handle it and will die. The younger body can handle it and will be fine, but the older body can't handle it. So basically, she's going to die. And it's it's basically cloning. She's going to be cloned into another body. Yeah, he says your brain's and, been, but she will your, die. Your brain has been cloned. It's not a transplant. Yeah. So um, Gwen one is dead, basically. Basically, yeah, and she's just got the me- this new Gwen has just got the memories and the personality, I guess. Yeah, but she's um, she's not been able to make that connection with the daughter. No. So Gwen one said Gwen one agrees and says that Jules can never find out. Um. And Dave admits to Gwen too now that he excluded that memory from the transfer. So she doesn't remember that conversation happening. Yeah. Gwen too doesn't. It all gets a little bit convoluted. Gwen too asks Dave and Izzah, because I think she meets Izzah. 
Yeah. If she used to be someone else. And I think that's a really interesting question that is not then touched on at all. Yeah. So what? who was Gwen to before she was Gwen to? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's a really interesting story. And you could almost have had a different film, a longer film, maybe a better film, where you're seeing both, both sides. of those stories concurrently. Hmm. Of Gwen Wong coming to her decision and whatever happens to her to become this test subject. Yeah, you're right. Um, we're coming right up to the end of the film now because all this happens in the last like, 10 minutes. Um, Isa Cryer meets up with her and she tells her that sales yeah. are through the roof now. Um, it's happened. A lot of people are going through this. Um, Jules asks Gwen Tu if she killed her, killed her mum and Gwen Tu kind of stops. She kind of gives up and she stops yeah. taking the meds. So she kind of just collapses onto the bed. Um, Jules finds the meds, injects her, tries to keep her alive, um, basically just sits with her. Gwen, too, meets up with Lily. or Does she call Lily or meet up with Lily? She tells her what she's done. All this is just music as well. There's no dialogue in this scene, but you just, you're assuming what they're, what they're talking about. Lily kind of breaks down crying. And then they all go to the park and have a bit of a picnic. Nobody talks to each other. Yeah. And the film ends. Uh, you just there's just one little bit. It just you missed. It's just one little conversation. Oh, uh, that is quite important. So, um, Jules again asks the question to Gwen Tu. I don't know why I'm alive. Uh, and Gwen Tu sort of says, "Because right. um, you're a kind person, you make people happy." And Jules sort of says, "Jules says you're starting to sound like my mum." And then they do. Yeah, <laughs> they meet up with Lily and Han and their boys and they have a picnic. Uh, and presumably that's the first time uh, that Jules has met her half-brothers. Extended and, family. Yeah, that is it. What did you think? I think it's a really odd one because yeah, I feel like I don't think this is a bad film. I don't know how much this is. I wasn't in a great frame of mind when I watched it. <laughs> so I'm loathe to say it's a bad film because I think there's some really neat ideas. I am perfectly comfortable saying, however, that the pacing is all over the shop. And we get yeah. an hour of Gwen's Nothing. dilemma in setting up this world. <laughs> we literally get we get 20 minutes with Gwen too, and yeah. we don't get any of the emotional beats of like Gwen saying goodbye to Jules. Um, we don't know anything about when to how did this body become get into this position uh i felt i was quite frustrated actually by it yeah agreed the, the all that together though, does that not make it a bad film just the fact that the pacing's all over the place the story's poor the directing's poor there's no real there's not really a story there it's a body swap story that's not really told i i would be happy to call it a bad film yeah, but I, d- I didn't I, not I enjoy didn't it. That's all. what I'm saying. I, 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 I think there's some really interesting ideas and and um, and themes here, but it bottled all of it. I, I wanted more. Yeah, it did bottle it. it. But, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Bottled it. all of it. There's there's yeah. there's a good idea there, but the film is not the the idea is not realised in this film. Uh, it's a yeah. I think it's a bad film. I was I was glad to see it over. When we there was 20 minutes left and she still hadn't transitioned, I was like. Is this even going to happen? Is this just the story yeah. of this woman thinking, well, I might do this, and then we don't even get to see whether she does do it or not. And then when it does happen, you're like, well, I've got like 15 minutes left now. 
Yeah. I can't develop a relationship with this new Gwen. And all she does is just not take her meds. It's just... Yeah, it's, it was pointless. It's the whole the whole dilemma was pointless because it wasn't... There was no payoff. There's a better film in here. Yeah. With more time and money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I could not get on board with it at all. I did not enjoy I will it. say, I will say that um, it, for a 90 minute film, it did feel a lot longer. It really did. <laughs> is it, I, I think I texted you during when you were watching it and said, this is the longest 90 minutes of my life. <laughs> it was like, I, did, I just couldn't, I, just, I did not know what was going on and it, there was no character development other than Gwen and Jules, maybe. You didn't really know who Fisher was. You never really knew what even his role was. He was just like the guy that they all spoke to. It, um, I, a Cryer was, was a stupid name for an <laughs> un, undeveloped character. There was enough here to keep me intrigued. Like, I wanted to see it through. I, I um, Like I said, I, there was enough ideas here that I was like, oh, I want to see what they do with this. I, and I think they totally blew the landing. Yeah, they did. Completely did. But I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't dislike this for watching it at the time. Okay, that's fair, I guess. I did. I, I do. I, if I, if we weren't doing the show, I'd have turned this off. I, it, I'm not um, saying it's any great shakes, I but I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't close to turning it off. No, I, I, if we weren't going to talk about it on the show, I would have turned it off. <laughs> we should have done that. Right. That would have made it for interesting. <laughs> one week, one week, we'll do. One of us will do it. I could and... have just made anything up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I wasn't on board with it at all. I didn't enjoy it. I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Just don't think. It's I, that, I d- that look. Great I don't know if I'd recommend it. Um, to to be honest, uh, again, it's another example of something that I, I wouldn't have turned on in a million years. Um, yeah. I also similarly to you remember when we watched. Um, win it all and yeah. um we had the issue with joe latrulio playing this quite sensible character yeah <laughs> i know exactly what you're gonna say boyle from uh yeah brooklyn 99 i absolutely had that issue it's my problem <laughs> i will deal <laughs> with it i absolutely had that issue with ken yong i don't understand the casting of ken yong in this movie he's only in one scene really but he's got quite. A, yeah, that's well, quite a big. Him, him, and the character of Lily, they've got quite a bit of heavy lifting to do emotionally, yeah. and he does fine. But I, <laughs> it's, it's Mr. Chow. It's Ben Chang. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having watched six seasons of Community in the last three weeks, then yeah, it was it was hard to make that disconnect, and you just don't see him as a serious actor. I've got no issue with him being a serious actor. It just seems a strange... And he, like I say, he did quite well in this movie. Yeah, he did. It but... just seems a strange casting choice to have somebody like that in such a small but heavy role. It was almost done for like... I don't know whether it was done as like a selling point. Yeah. Like, oh, Ken Yong's in this. Yeah, possibly. I don't want to... I feel mean saying that, but 2015 was kind of his peak, wasn't it? I think... Um, I quite... Uh, liked is I don't mean I liked what this world was, but I quite liked this universe that they were building in this short time. Yeah, I I, I think there's a lot of interesting stories you could tell within that. Um, yeah, you know I I I didn't get as much like female empowerment out of this as I thought Consid- I would. No, considering there's only two men in it, and, and it was written and directed by females as well. I think there's probably a real good sort of that sort of story you could tell in this world. Yeah. Um, 
whether that's like this what happens next to Gwen or other people but you know yeah. a sort of as a female uprising I, f- yeah. I think there's some real potential in this world but this movie doesn't tell that no not at all do you have a trivia question sure how many have you got I think I've got two hang on I've only got one let me check okay you can go first sure yeah I have got oh. two Okay, um, at Christmas, there is a very famous Christmas song playing during that scene, which Christmas song was playing. Definitely should have uh, remembered this. <laughs> How many Christmas songs can there be? Um, it was a traditional Christmas song, shall we say. Is it? We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> D- does that not feel a little bit upbeat for this film? <laughs> It was not, no. What was it? It was O Come All Ye Faithful. Oh, was it? Okay. So that's still 8-7. Right. So you've got the chance to equalise. I've got the chance to equalise. But I don't feel like I'm going to because I didn't pay a lot of attention. (laughs) So when Gwen is talking to her possibly human, possibly not human personal assistant, and she asks for her account balance. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you tell me... What is her account balance? Was it in was it in dollars or they had there was one scene where there was units were mentioned. It was in units, yeah. Yeah. How many units does she have left? A number has jumped into my head. No, I don't know why, so I'm just gonna say it and see what happens. Was it four hundred and seventy two? Do you know what? You've got almost the right numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but in the wrong order. You have not got them in the wrong one. You're about three hundred out. <laughs> Okay. It's, uh, what was it? Seven hundred and forty-three. Oh, I was really close. I knew. Oh, that's a lot closer than I thought it would be. So yeah, wow. you know, I'll take that. Yeah, it's, it's a noble effort. Thanks. So we'll stick at eight seven. Yeah. Wow, it's getting tight. We're in episode twenty next week. Only six more left in this season. It was close. Um, it was, it was close yeah, last, it was close year, last year. It came like to yeah. the last. Was it maybe the penultimate episode it came down to? Yeah, I think I think you won it in like the last but one episode. I think. There you go. Cool. Trivia wars. Shall we talk stream table? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, where am I going to read from this week? I feel like I'm reading from the bottom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go from the bottom. I probably wouldn't have it rock bottom, but it's it's probably. I, I know exactly where Go I on, think it goes in this one. So Take the lead. Currently in, eight, in 18th is Deadly Detention, and 17th is Thoroughbreds, 16th is Holidays, 15th is Acts of Vengeance, 14th is Ark, 13th is Tower. I don't think I need to go any higher than that, do I? Go a couple higher. Really? Yeah, just 12 two. is Time Out, 11 is Zombievers, okay. 10 is I Kill Giants. Where would you put it? No, you go first. Okay. I'm interested to, for you to place it, and then I will um, argue you will pull down. For me, it is just slightly better than Thoroughbreds. Okay, what's above that again? Holidays. What's above that? Acts of Vengeance. I didn't enjoy this as much as Acts of Vengeance. I think I enjoyed it more than Holidays. So you'd have it above Holidays? Yeah. I'd ha- I personally would have it just below Holidays. Just because there was... Holidays was garbage, but there was a couple of good stories in there. And we will always have the memory of that Easter Bunny. <laughs> Easter Bunny Jesus. I got I got more um, out of this than that. I didn't, but I will. I feel like I do owe you a couple. I have for a while now. You do. <laughs> I 
I personally, I think it's I think Hard Days is better. I think they're both garbage. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, if I was going to pick one to watch again, I would pick Holidays personally. But I'm happy if you want to put it above it. Yeah. 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 Let's put it there. Holidays. No, <laughs> it's not called Holidays. It's called Advantageous, and it goes into sixteenth. Okay. I think. Yeah. Cool. That's where it belongs. It doesn't belong any higher than that. It's not as good as Acts of Vengeance. Cool. It's, it's shit. <laughs> Should we pick next week's well, film? I mean. Look, it wasn't it wasn't great. I like I say, I, I think there were some weird ideas in there that weren't expanded on enough. I, I, I also I just want to point out again, I, I wasn't in the best frame of mind when I watched it. Um you know, just you know, when you just had a bit of a crap day. But Yeah. That's fair. But I still I still think that's pretty fair. But a film can change that. Yeah. If you watch a good film, a good film can change your opinion on your day. Sure. And this one will not do that. If you'd have watched something good like fast color or whatever's number one that's gone out of my mind super dark times you probably would have had a better day that's fair shit it's shit right should we pick next week's film (laughs) yeah shall i run the randomizer then no i'm gonna save you a job you get what i'm gonna save you a job Um, okay so i've not played my wild card yet so i'm going to play my wild card excellent Oh, that's exciting. This is the last wild card of the season. Yes, it is. Me and the two Patreons have already played theirs. Well, I, what we got, Nick? I am uh, I'm coming for the title. I want the uh, the best film Top of the, of the wild, card. wild cards. Who's got that currently? Me? Um, what, in the current table? Yeah. I think that's um, Mr. Jordan it's Shenton. Jordan. It is Mr. Jordan Shenton with I Kill Giants at number 10. So you've got to get a top 10 film if you're going to do it. Sure. So... What are you picking for us? I want to do something we've not done before. Good. Uh, I wouldn't want to do a film we've already done. <laughs> I, I mean, in a sort of uh, a, a genre and a. Uh, okay. There are a, many genres. A medium we've not done, we've not done before. Um, oh, even worse. So exciting. let's do an animated film. No way. Oh, exciting. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Let's do a Japanese film. Oh, okay. Is it subtitled? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, let's do an anime. Wow, okay. This is going to completely throw me for a loop. I don't think I've ever seen an anime film. Really? Put it out there. No, I don't think so. I'm even more excited now. Hit Um, me. I've not seen many. So I want to watch a movie called Gantz O. Oh, okay. I've seen this on the list. I have no idea what it is. Would you like me to read you the... Yes, uh, please. It's been on the long list for a while, hasn't it? Okay, so the blurb. Go for it, the synopsis. That's the one. <laughs> so, this is a turn up. You never read me synopsis. Do you want me to guess what it's about first? Like, yeah, I'm go on then. You to. I don't know what you get from Fortnite. that title. <laughs> um, I guess if it's a Japanese anime, it's going to be about monsters and superheroes. That's I mean, you're not you're not a million miles away. <laughs> um, so Hit me. It, it's not. You know, it's got a bit of a link to this week's movie as well because oh god, teams of recently deceased people who have been revived and given high-tech weapons, must cooperate to defeat an army of monsters in Tokyo and Osaka. That sounds fun. I'm excited. It's from 2016, and that is what we are watching for next week. Excellent. Is it Gantz O or Gantz Zero? Uh, I believe it's O, because I think it's set in Osaka. Okay, cool. Excited. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. 
And we're going to do it well, back together again as well then. Yeah, I'm going to come over. You're going to come so, over? Oh, wild card re-meet. Oh, next week's is going to be a banging episode. Japanese anime wild card episode with Nick in the room. Wow, let's just throw it all against the That's wall. my eh? dream. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Anything you want to say? No, be here. Well, in that case, go out and watch Gantz O, and we'll be back next week to talk about it. Cheers. Bye.